Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Be Careful Out There. I'm Chris. And I'm Kelsey. And today, I have a story for you. And I kind of hinted at this one, but I didn't tell you what it was, and you seemed super curious about it. I'm always so curious about what you're going to talk about. Yeah, because I told you, okay, this was the hint I gave you. I said it's something that has become more and more common in society and absolutely should not be it's a very bad thing and there are potentially very bad consequences oh i'm ready let's hear it okay so before i tell you exactly what the topic is i'm going to tell you about something that happened today or i guess more so tell the listeners because i've already told you but this was a weird scenario so we work at Papa John's. We are pizza delivery people, you know? So I'm delivering this person's pizza, and this guy comes to the door. Totally normal. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Doing all right. Hand him his pizza. Have a good night. And then he looks at me and says, Did they tell you <laughs> that I'm not addicted to pizza? Obviously, he didn't say it like that. He said, did they tell you I'm not addicted to pizza? And I just kind of gave a nervous laugh. I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) And he was like, did they tell you I'm not addicted to pizza? I was like, nope, nobody told me that. Do you order a lot? And he was like, I'm not addicted to pizza. Stop laughing at me. Like, very (laughs) aggressively. And I was like, okay, have a good night. And I got in my car and immediately drove off. Like, usually I'll route myself back to work before i start driving nope i got in my car and just started driving because he seemed very off of his rocker and very um angry for some reason even I though i didn't are. do anything was he angry with them who is they um the universal question i have no idea my my hope is that it was a prank and it's somebody who 
currently works at that store because I, I was at a store that I don't normally work at. I was just helping them out. So I'm hoping that either it's somebody who works at that store and thought I was a new person and was kind of playing a prank on me or a previous employee that worked for the store and thought it would be funny. But it sounded like there was legit anger in his voice and I have no idea why. Yeah, that's probably what makes the most sense. I don't know. Maybe somebody ordered it to his house and he didn't want it. And he was just like, did they tell you I'm addicted to pizza? Well, that was the other thing. That was the other thing. He kind of looked confused when he opened the door. Yeah, I remembered that detail. Yeah. So I wonder if somebody sent him pizza and he didn't really want it, but he was just telling you, oh, this person, like, without being clear at all and making you guess, <laughs> he, maybe he was trying to tell you that somebody ordered it and sent it to his house. I don't know. Yeah, well, another thing that is possible, because I've had this happen a lot, and usually when it's a delivery like this, there's something special in the delivery notes. But it's not uncommon to deliver to people with disabilities. And like a lot of times they can't order for themselves. So a sibling or a parent or a friend or sometimes an agency will order the for- the food for them. Yeah. Um, usually they give you a heads up in the notes, but there was nothing like that in the notes. So it could just be somebody who, you know, has some sort of mental handicap maybe. And it just wasn't clarified to me like there's a whole slew of things that it could be but it just stuck out because it was the one part of my day that was just very abnormal and (laughs) i i just love to reflect on those little things like just pick out the weirdest thing of the day and just be like what the fuck was that i feel like yesterday for me so i was walking out on a delivery and i held the door open for a man because if there's a customer coming out i always hold the door for them if i'm coming in And he just sort of, I'm not one of those people that expects like a thank you. If I hold open the door, I'm not going to get mad. Like, oh, why didn't they say thank you? But the glare he gave me (laughs) with silence was so unsettling. I actually had something similar like that happen (laughs) today. There was a guy who I had just seen that he was handed his pizza at the front counter as I was coming in from a delivery. So I just grabbed the door, stepped back, hold it open so he could walk out and I guess how I backed up at first he couldn't see me. And then when he saw me, it looked like he was about to say thank you. And then just didn't and kept walking. <laughs> and this was like a middle-aged man who's way taller than me. I'm like five, eight. This guy was probably like six, three or six, four. So he kind of just like looked down at me and just kept walking. And it made me think of that Dan Cummins bit in one of his comedy specials that we watched where he said, when some when you hold the door open for somebody and they don't say thank you, I always love to say, you're welcome. <laughs> and he was like, I like to say it really aggressively because it's really funny because everyone else hears nice words. Nice words are coming out of your mouth. You're welcome. But what that person hears is fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally thought about saying, you're welcome. As he just looked down at me and just walked away. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. I mean, it's not the worst thing that has happened to me. Like, if someone's going to glare at me when I hold the door open, like, it's whatever. At least he wasn't hitting on me. Get a lot of older men hitting on me, and that just sucks. So. At least you didn't get kidnapped like our friend did. Our friend (laughs) got kidnapped on a delivery. Um, Yes. That's why you never go in someone's house on a delivery, but... 
She was delivering to a guy, and I think she said he asked her to go set it on the kitchen table, which I have done on rare occasions if it's like an elderly couple or someone in a wheelchair or whatever. Um, But yeah, so she went in and put the food on the table, and then he locked the door behind her. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was a really... Really creepy situation. Very traumatizing as well, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And I was the general manager at that time, so I was the one who ended up like calling the police when she got back to the store. And she had just started there. It was wild. Yeah. (laughs) And then for some reason, she didn't really want to take deliveries that much after that. (laughs) It wasn't long after that that she went from a delivery driver to a manager, so that way she could stay inside. (laughs) All right. Well, are you ready to get into today's topic? Yes, get into it. Okay. So today's topic is swatting. Do you know what that is? Swatting? I'm not sure. So swatting is when someone will call 911 and make a hoax call for a very serious emergency that would require a tactical unit such as a bomb threat or a murder or a hostage situation or things like that. So they would call 911 and give this fake scenario that wasn't happening and then give someone's address for the SWAT team to go to. And then that team will go to that house expecting a hostage situation, guns drawn and everything, to a person who's just at home expecting nothing. So my sister called me and she was freaking out because um, she had called my mom and she didn't get an immediate response like she normally does. And so (laughs) I didn't even think about this when I was writing this episode. Oh, my gosh. This is so funny. Okay, go ahead. So She calls me freaking out. She's like, hey, can you try calling mom? So I tried calling mom, didn't get a response. And then she started going off like, "Okay, can you send somebody to check on her? And so we had your mom go and check on her. Mm-hmm. But your mom also called the police. Yes. Which so my mom. I called my mom, specifically called my mom to go check on her. So that way we didn't have to call the police and have them do a wellness check. But my mom decided to tell me, yeah, I'll head right over there. And then while she was on her way, she preemptively called the police in case anything (laughs) happened. And the police beat her there, scaring the shit out of your mom. Yeah, like, (laughs) they rang the doorbell, but she wasn't expecting anyone, obviously. And so they were shining the lights and the windows and, like, beating on the door and yelling at her. Well, that's better than telling the police that she just murdered somebody and was about to set the house on fire. Like, at least they didn't send the SWAT team in. Yeah, like, I'm just thinking, if that was that terrifying, like, this is horrible. Why do people do this? Okay, so to cap that story off with the funny ending, the reason that your mom hadn't answered any phone calls in two days oh, yeah. <laughs> was because she accidentally put her phone on airplane mode. For two days. Love that. And never noticed. And then the cops came to the house. This is the same woman that read directions in Arkansas, then flew from Arkansas to, uh, well, technically Idaho, with 
no cell phone, and then drove from Idaho to Oregon to get to your aunt's house with no cell phone, no GPS, anything. I'm still so impressed. So I guess she's just proven you don't need a phone. You really don't. We don't know that because we've never lived without one. I remember getting my first phone. It was a Razor, a flip phone. So my dad got the first iPhone and I got his Razor flip phone, but I had to share it with my brother and sister. And I think I was in seventh grade at the time because that's when we entered junior high and I started basketball in junior high and I had after school practices. So that's why they felt the need to just go ahead and get me a phone. So I would be the one to take it to school with me. But when I was at home, I had to share it with my brother and sister. It was a weird situation. (laughs) Now, like once you turn two months old, they give you a cell phone. (laughs) Yeah. I got my first one in sixth grade. I remember that. I didn't get my own phone until ninth or tenth grade. I got an iPhone when I was yeah, in either I, ninth or tenth grade. I, I think. got a smartphone when I was in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. I believe. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, so now that we've covered what swatting is and how my mother accidentally swatted your mother. (laughs) (laughs) What a sentence. Oh, let's get a little further into the story. So prank calls, and yes, I'm doing air quotes for pranks because this is not a prank. This is not funny. This should be illegal and kind of is in certain ways like making a false emergency call is illegal. There's a bunch of different ways that it's illegal, but it's definitely illegal. So yes, not a prank, but these quote prank calls have been going on as early as the 1970s when airports and schools were reported to have bombs planted in them, causing them to be evacuated and thoroughly searched. There was a bomb threat like every other week in junior high. Did you have that experience? I had that happen just once, I believe. I believe there was one bomb threat, and I I was in middle school. Obviously, it was fake, because who's going to bomb a middle school in fucking Arkansas? Nobody cares. I don't know. I wouldn't be so sure. (sighs) Yeah, things like that can happen anywhere, especially with how school shootings and stuff have gone down. Anything could happen anywhere, but... Yes, there was a bomb threat on, I believe, a Friday. 
and we were all evacuated and they searched the building and there was nothing and then we were allowed to go back in. So that's Friday. Monday we come in and about halfway through the day the alarms start going off again. So we all thought, oh no, is there another, you know, fake bomb threat going on or whatever. So we all go back outside again and we're out there this time for probably two, three hours. And what had happened was some vents in the kitchen started spewing black smoke. So they thought there was a fire. I don't think they ever really found a fire or any damage. I don't even know if they ever found the cause for the black plumes of smoke in the kitchen. Interesting. But there wasn't any fire damage or anything like that. I have no idea what happened. So swatting as a term was officially used by the FBI as early as 2008 and was added to the Oxford Online Dictionaries in 2015. So, again, this has been happening about as long as phones have been around, but it's definitely gotten worse and more common in previous years. Swatting has a long history, including many political figures and celebrities, such as... Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So some of the people that swatting um, has occurred at their place of residence has been Justin Bieber, Ashton Kutcher, some of the Kardashians, Tom Cruise, Chris Brown, Snoop Dogg, Miley Cyrus, Iggy Azalea, and many, 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 many others. Celebrities' houses are always getting broken into. It's wild. Well, their whole life is online. Yeah. And then if you see that they're in Europe or you see that they're in Canada, Mexico, wherever, wherever they're at, you know they're not home. And I remember hearing one time about a website that this person tries to find out celebrities' addresses and then just puts them on this website. Yeah. Anyway, in recent years, swatting has become a big thing in the gaming community. So just like I was saying about celebrities, their whole life's online. So if you see that they're out of the country, you know that their house is probably unguarded. I mean, if they're super rich, maybe they have some security or whatever. But these streamers often stream for hours and hours a day. Like professional streamers will stream 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Yeah. And when they're streaming, you know they're home because they're live streaming right now. So that's a prime opportunity for somebody who knows that person's address to send a SWAT team there. Because what benefit is sending a SWAT team there if you don't even know they're home? It's like if you send right. if you send a SWAT team to Michael Jordan's house, but he's not there, you're not going to get the desired result of the prank of like freaking them out that's so fucked up it's so fucked up this is not a prank it's not funny it's stupid and reckless i feel like i could definitely see somebody making tiktoks about this and bragging about it yeah this has resulted in multiple streamers having their doors kicked in and then being handcuffed this happened to streamers like ludwig ludwig was actually hosting a chess tournament when he got swatted about a year ago or so ludwig has been swatted multiple times multiple times oh god just just wait uh xqc and i show speed are other big streamers and they've all been swatted 
XQC is one of, if not the large, I think he's technically the largest streamer in the world right now. Famously, he had to move houses because he was getting swatted almost daily. That's such a stressful life to live. Ludwig, I watched a video where he was talking about when he got swatted, um, and he said the first few seconds are so intense and so scary, but now that he's been through it so many times, he said after like 10 seconds, it just turns to this annoyance and rage. So has this ever caught like on the stream? Like Yes. Yeah. You can look up videos and see the, there are some cases where the door will get kicked in and the SWAT team will rush in the room and handcuff somebody. Oftentimes there might be a knock at the door or maybe they're upstairs. I think I watched one one time where they were upstairs streaming and they heard something downstairs and they went downstairs and the SWAT team was in their living room. And then you see the SWAT team come in to the room, clear the room. And then later this video had been edited. And then you see later where the streamers like walking through the house, showing them like, look, I'm streaming live right here. And then one of the SWAT guys leans down and you can like see him on the screen. And (laughs) yeah, so there's definitely videos out there where you can see the, some of the people who have been swatted, but so you were saying it was happening like almost daily. So there was nothing that the local police department could do to maybe just like, did they not understand the situation? So, that is one of the things about swatting is there have been some laws in certain cities or states that have been implemented where people who think that they're highly likely to be swatted can put their name on the list. And supposedly that list is supposed to be something for officers to look at to determine if it's a hoax or that it's possibly a hoax. So they know if you get a SWAT call to this address, it's possibly a hoax. So double check before you just go barging in. And a lot of places have tried to implement stuff like this. I know Ludwig has talked about, I believe Ludwig has talked about his name being on a list similar to that, Mm -hmm. but it has not prevented him from getting swatted. So (laughs) I actually left those kind of things like the laws and procedures and things like that that have been put in place to prevent these things from occurring i left a lot of that out of the story a because it's boring and b because it seems to not be working because some of the people yeah some of these people that are on these lists are still getting swatted regularly yeah that's what's most infuriating is when there's laws in place to protect you but they don't really do anything Yeah, like stalking is illegal, but cops can't really do anything about stalking unless the stalker does something. It's just a big fuck fuck you to the victim. Yeah, this is a stupid prank. And again, this isn't a prank. It's a crime. But this crime costs a lot of taxpayer dollars and takes valuable resources away from a city for extended periods of time. Think about this. If they have 15 people on the SWAT team. Ludwig said from the time that SWAT arrived to the time that they left, it took up about 55 minutes of his Sunday. How much time did they spend prepping, driving, setting up before going in? You're talking two to three hours of time for 
15, 20, 25 people that are getting paid 25, 30, 35, 40 dollars an hour, that's expensive. That's coming from taxpayers. So very expensive mistake or prank, um, not to mention it can have dire consequences. Like it's very stressful for people. It's and imagine if they were needed elsewhere mm -hmm. at the same time. Exactly. That's why I said it's taking amount of people on the SWAT teams. Yeah, that's why I was saying it. It takes necessary resources away from the rest of the city. So um, it there can be times where there are very bad consequences. It's stressful for the person that it happens to. It's stressful for the police officers because they don't know what they're walking into. So everybody's on high alert. Everybody's scared. Adrenaline's pumping. It's not a safe situation to be in. And sadly, what we're going to talk about next is a case where it did not turn out great. Yeah, I've been afraid this whole time. Yeah, no, I would say it's uh, very um, not ideal. <laughs> great isn't, a, I said it's not great. Um, that's an understatement. It's very, very bad. Again, I just want to say this is a very stupid and dangerous prank. So on December 28th, 2017, Casey Viner and Shane Gaskell. I didn't look up how to pronounce their names because I really don't care. <laughs> were playing Call of Duty. A dispute broke out over the game, which one source claimed that they had a dollar fifty bet on the line. A dollar fifty. A dollar fifty. Big money. A dollar fifty. So all this goes down over a dollar fifty bet. Fucking get a life. That's when Casey Viner threatened to have Gaskell swatted. Gaskell gave Viner a false address, and Viner asked fellow gamer Tyler Barris to make the call. So a lot of times, these people will use a spoof phone number that has the local area address of the... 911 department they're trying to reach wherever that address is so that way it appears like a local number uh -huh. and the police are more likely to take it serious police were told that a shooting and kidnapping had occurred at a residence in wichita kansas police were dispatched to the scene where they surrounded the house however as i previously stated this was not the home of gaskell but rather a 28 year old father of two andrew finch Andrew Finch stepped out onto his front porch to see why his house was surrounded by officers with guns drawn. Upon opening the door, officers yelled for Finch to put his hands in the air and walk towards them. But within 10 seconds of Finch opening the door, he was shot by Officer Justin Rapp with a high-powered sniper rifle. There was only one shot fired, but that was enough to kill the unarmed 28-year-old Finch. I will just say the officer For that... For $1.50. Over a $1.50 bet. I will say that just looking at the pictures, uh, Finch did appear to be of some sort of Latino descent. I'm only mentioning that because the officer, the officer that shot him was a white man. And we will get into that in a little bit so i watched the body cam footage myself and while the video quality wasn't great because the officers were over 50 feet away from finch 
To me, it straight up looked like cold-blooded murder. Yeah. Of all the officers there, Rap was the only one to fire a shot. So obviously no other officers felt in danger. And you would think that the officer with the sniper rifle and scope would be able to see that there was clearly nothing in his hands. Finch was unarmed, did nothing to threaten police, and was not even given ample time to respond to the police instructions. Ten seconds was all it took for an innocent man to be gunned down by a trigger-happy shitbag. And you'll see why I'm calling him a shitbag a little later on. <laughs> well, I mean, I already... I, I think you already think know where this is going. Yeah. So, Officer Justin Rapp was not charged for the killing of Andrew of Finch. Of course not. Justin Rapp was not fired for the killing of, of Justin not. Finch. I understand that being a police officer is a high-stress job. And mistakes happen. And when mistakes happen with police officers, it can lead to people getting killed. In this scenario, I don't know how you would determine if it was cold-blooded, intentional murder. It's really hard to tell. But the shooting did not seem justified. So I don't know how likely it would be, even if it did go to trial, that he would be put in jail for murder. But I do think he definitely should have been fired as a police officer and never been able to work in law enforcement again. Because you could look at this and say it was a high-stress, high-intensity situation, and he was, he was just stressed out and made a mistake. You, you could argue that, or he could argue that in court, and there's, there's no real way to tell if it was a mistake or if it was intentional but either way he shouldn't be a police officer that's for sure i feel like i don't know a really easy way to get away with murder is being a cop i know every day they get away with murder they get away with everything even if there wasn't enough there to charge him with murder i think he should have at least been fired just straight up say look if you can't handle these high stressful situate like these high intensity stressful situations then this isn't the right job for you and i think he should have been removed from law enforcement and never allowed to work in law enforcement again and like fuck the people who decided to send the cops to somebody's house a young man of color they decided to send the cops to his house were they not thinking or did they just not fucking care a lot of people do this as a fucking joke they think it's funny and it's not. I swear to God, some people think everything is a joke. Like, they literally can't see past themselves or how anything is affecting anyone else. Okay, so, to make matters even worse for Justin Are Rapp, you serious? A leaked internal police record shows that Rapp told a police supervisor that if he ran into Finch's mother on the street, he would tell her... To, quote, get over it. What a pig. Fuck you. That's just so cold. You took someone's life. An innocent, unarmed father of two. And your response to that is get over what? it. And he's still a cop? Fucking pig. He, if you really had no malice intent when you pulled that trigger... Like, you should be devastated that you just took an innocent man's life. No, he's a psychopath. 
seems to be. Really seems to be. So, this was just supposedly one of many comments that Rapp made to officers in the aftermath of the shooting. And these comments were cited in a letter to Rapp from a deputy sheriff in May of 2020, denying his promotion to detective. But have no fear, though, because he did eventually get his promotion to detective in 2022. Dude, I'm going to be all over their Facebook page. I I read from one, one of the other articles I read said that in the, I think it said the preceding five years before Andrew Finch was shot, there were 23 shootings by officers in Wichita and none of them had been thoroughly investigated and none of them resulted in any charges against the police officers. I hate that none of that is surprising because that's just every police department. A, I feel like anytime an officer shoots anybody, there should be a thorough investigation, even if it was justified. Yeah, it's no small matter. Yeah, like you need to make sure that your officers did everything to the best of their ability before they resulted to such extensive force. I'm just looking at their bullshit posts on their Facebook page. The Wichita Police Department had the honor and privilege to attend and participate in the celebration of the 100th anniversary of East High School. Go fuck yourselves. So, finally in March of 2023, which this happened in December of 2017, so over five years since Andrew Finch's death, his family was awarded $5 million in a settlement from the city of Wichita. But it only took them five years to get it. And I also watched an interview with the mayor of Wichita, and the interviewer asked if he thinks that the officer who shot Finch should be uh, charged. And the mayor said, well, I don't give my personal opinion on matters that are dictated by blah, 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 blah. So basically he refused the comment. Yeah, I just completely got out of the question. Yep, just walked around it. Yeah. So Barris or Barris, the guy who actually made the phone call, pled guilty to 51 charges and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Good. Good. Yeah. That that seems that seems pretty fair. It was a prank gone way way wrong, but you shouldn't have been stupid enough to make that prank. Obviously, you had no idea it was going to go the way that it did. I think 20 years But is, you have to consider that possibility. Yeah. I, I think 20 years is reasonable for not considering that possibility. I think if he got life without parole, that would be a little much. Give him the opportunity to be reformed and come out of this. I believe it said he was a college kid when this happened. So still a young person. Your brain's not even what fully formed till you're like 25, 26. Yeah. I, I think 20 years might be an appropriate sentence for that. Now, the one that I don't think is appropriate is Viner, the one who asked Boris to make the call, got a sentence of 15 months. I don't think that's nearly long enough. No. I, I think they should both have to serve a full 20, <laughs> at least. Yeah, just as a general rule of thumb, 
Like, if you have to call the cops for anything, like, don't call the cops unless it's absolutely necessary. You can turn a safe situation into a very dangerous situation by bringing in the police. So this isn't the only case of people being injured during swatting. In 2015, a couple years before this, a chief, a police chief, was actually shot in the chest multiple times by um, somebody who was being swatted. So it was another hoax call. The homeowner thought somebody was breaking into their home and shot at the police officer, hitting the chief in the chest. Luckily, he had on a bulletproof vest, survived, was okay, um, and no charges were filed in that scenario. And then there was another case of swatting. I'm actually going to pull it up because I want to say this person's name because they are a victim as well, and they definitely deserve to have their name out there. This happened in Tennessee. I actually didn't put this in my notes, so I just pulled it up real quick. Um, But Mark Herring actually had a fatal heart attack after the police swarmed his house due to a swatting call. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So he had a a stress-induced heart attack from the whole thing, and it ended up being fatal. And I'm sure there are other cases of people who have been injured, maybe killed during... um, during yeah, a swatting event. Sure. But those are the two the two big ones that I know about that I've heard about. So, yeah. If you're a public figure and your address is out there, be careful out there. For sure. I feel like there's only so much you can do to protect yourself. Like, people are going to find out where you live. And they're going to do crazy shit like that. Yep. There's definitely a cost to fame. And... For some people, it costs their life. And what's crazy is these people weren't even famous people. Andrew Finch, Mark Herring, they were just normal people. So, so sad. Yeah, that was a horrible story. So swatting is not a prank. Do not do it. If you do, you could possibly find yourself in prison. And if you do swat somebody, you deserve to be in prison. Yeah, hopefully you go to prison. Yeah, for sure. Well, anything else you wanted to say before we wrap this one up? No, just that police departments don't fire people enough. No, it's like the video that went around of the woman in Arkansas who a police officer was trying to pull her over. She put her flashers on because she didn't want to stop on the freeway. And she kept driving. She was just going to take the next exit and pull over. So the police officer just decided to do a pit maneuver for no reason. She slowed down. She moved over. She turned her flashers on, like letting him know, I see you. But she was just trying to take the next exit. And he just got impatient and did a pit maneuver, flipped her car. She was pregnant at the time. And she was scared that she had lost her baby. She went to the ER and they couldn't immediately find a heartbeat. And then they... Luckily ended up finding one and the baby was okay. That person still works at that police department as well. I have commented on one of their Facebook posts. I believe it was a Facebook post for Valentine's Day talking about spreading love or some bullshit. And I just commented like, why is this guy still working here? Obviously never got a response. I I just love spamming police department Facebook pages. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I truly believe that there are good cops out there but there also are very bad ones and it makes it hard for anybody to trust 
any cop if there's any bad apples. If the the institution itself is so bad, so it's like if you're coming into that, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely police officers are very involved in local politics and then that has its own source of entitlement and power and yeah if you're sorry if you're pro law enforcement like this is probably not the best podcast for you i'm just gonna tell you now (laughs) it's just it's so (laughs) full of corruption you know a lot a lot of disgusting a lot of police stations especially in bigger cities where there's a bigger local government and yeah because local politicians feel super entitled they somehow have unlimited budgets too dude i love watching videos of like a congresswoman in some like small town freaking out over a cop trying to give her a speeding ticket or some shit like that like i've seen (laughs) videos like that before or I think I saw one where the woman was like the board of a college or something. And like the Ooh. campus security tried to give her a parking ticket because of where she parked her car and she like <laughs> went off on them or oh something. My God. It, it was That's just like so really cringe. funny. It is. It's so cringe. Anyway, we got way off topic here. I wish there was a petition that could do something to get Justin Rapp fired. Because he does not deserve a job in law enforcement if you're just instantly going to pull the trigger on somebody. he should not be out in society either. (laughs) Well, at least he's a detective now, so hopefully he's not on the streets as much. But also... He doesn't have a problem killing people. He doesn't deserve a pay raise. Nope. Doesn't deserve much of anything, They should just demote him to a janitor. That's what they should do. Sure, if he's going to not be in prison. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not going to put him in jail, at least make him mop the floors. Like, take his gun away, make him mop floors. I don't think he should have a job. I, I don't think so either. I think he should just be left to starve. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> if you all enjoyed this episode and you want to support the podcast, the best thing you can do is leave us a five star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And if you have any suggestions comments feedback anything like that it can all be sent to be careful out there podcast at gmail.com yeah and if you liked it and you want to give us a follow we upload every monday wednesday and friday and as always be be careful careful out out there. there